You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. So, is that something that normally happens? You know, I cars? I don't think I've ever seen it before. Because I, I have to say, now I kind of feel like I'm going to be when I'm stopped at a stoplight. I'm going to be looking around to see yeah. if any women are. Well, I mean, I well, noticed you know. because there was a lot of flailing. Like I noticed, I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and then I'm like, "What is going on over there?" And I looked, and I'm like, "Oh." There's a bra and a person in a bra sitting next to me. We should probably clarify that you're talking about somebody <laughs> changing clothes and not something else. Still, I am going to be keeping my eye out. Uh, hello, I know everyone. You will. This is Fun <laughs> Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And you guys are awesome. You are also awesome. You are indeed. We have a fantastic show lined up for you today. Um, later on in the show, we're going to be playing one more piece from the Fun Employment Radio Network Party. And that is the section where Mr. Rick Emerson and Mr. Tim <gasps> Riley joined us on the show. They so sure that was, did. Uh, live. Uh, we will uh, we, we will have some audio for you <laughs> in theory. In theory, <laughs> that uh, that will happen, but uh, that'll be coming up later on on the show today. So it was so awesome having them, and we'll we'll talk all about that a little in a little bit. Here. Uh, can I just tell you again how much I love our listeners? That's all. Yeah, I just love them. I love each and every one of them. Yes, I'm giving you all big hugs right now. Our listeners are indeed. That's fantastic. all. We are very lucky. We very are very indeed. lucky. Mm. We are absolutely. So oh. okay, but you know who wasn't lucky? You because we had a meeting this morning and Greg actually made a light. Uh, so we had our meeting with Sarah Wagner this morning. Greg and I were we were in our separate cars and he actually made this light that I got stuck at. But see, I was the lucky one because I got to see boobs today, Greg, and you didn't. See, this is what I'm talking about. So explain exactly what happened with this. <laughs> All right, so I've, I've never seen anything like this. I have never seen anything like this either, and I've lived in Portland for quite some time. So I uh, was stuck at a light. Uh, for anybody who lives here in Portland or is familiar with the area, I was stuck in a light on 52nd and Southeast Powell. So I was out there, and I noticed something. I'm sitting there like singing along to a song on the radio, and I. Uh, uh, you, you seem like that kind of person. I totally probably, am. Yeah. I am. I love it. Yeah. It was it was fun. Okay. Uh, so I, I see something moving out of uh, out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, what is that? And I look, and lo and behold, there's this woman who's in the car next to me. And uh, she's, uh, she's a large white woman. Okay. And she's next to me. But I, I can't see her face. All I can see is her skin, and I can see a lacy black bra. Because <laughs> her, her shirt, so like I see her, and she's taking off her shirt, so I can't see her face. And she's taking off her shirt, so her arms are up. I see like the side of the bra, like a huge boob. Like she's a, she had some tick old bitties going on there. Like they were some big a boobs. Huge boob. I, I, all I saw was a huge boob. And so I looked over and I'm now, like, wait, is that? She had a bra on? She had a bra on. Okay. But I could see skin above, skin below. Like it wasn't wow. like a halter top or anything. It was a lacy over the shoulder boulder holder bra like it was and she had some big boobs like a, a, so a lace like a like a sexy time bra kind of like a sure like a sexy okay. time bra all right i mean it was definitely uh, we, don't, we don't need to describe the bra that much okay just, that's yeah. a, you keep asking about i know the bra. i kind of asked too many questions you've asked like, a creepy no, amount of questions no, I, no, about I feel the bra. uncomfortable about how many questions i've already asked about <laughs> yes. it so anyway uh she was she was taking yeah, aaron says off. you don't need a face when you got boobs am i right fellas Woo. <laughs> yeah Ew. so so i look and i'm and you know she can't see me clearly because her shirt's over her head i'm like what is happening and then so she finally takes her shirt off and she sits there and then she takes off her shirt and I'm thinking that maybe she's trying to do it because we're at a stoplight and I'm thinking maybe she's going to try and do it really really quickly so she takes off her shirt and she kind of leans back in her chair 
in her bra. So, so she just takes her shirt off and then she's just chilling. And just kind of sits there for a second. She's like looking at something on her phone. I'm like, what is this bitch doing? And so she's looking at something on her phone. Then she takes out another shirt. I can tell because this one's like a bright pink shirt and the other one was like a like a whitish gray shirt. And she takes the shirt and she's st- then she's like sitting there for about a minute with the bra on. Then she puts the other shirt on. And this is all going on because it's a pretty long light on 52nd yeah. and Powell. And so I'm just sitting there, and I'm just openly staring at this point. I couldn't, like, you don't see this every day. Now, were other cars noticing what was going no, on? No, because it was just her and I, because there were just two lanes where we were. Okay. And I was on the left, she was on the right. So, like, basically, I was, so when I looked to the right, I could see her, she was the driver. Now, at any point, at any point did she. No, she didn't even look at me. She didn't look at you? Nope. She was just sitting wow. there, like, when she took off, when she was sitting there, uh, when she was sitting there in the car. Uh, when she was just sitting there with her bra on, yeah. she wasn't. She was just like looking at her phone, like she was like looking down at her phone. And I'm just watching this woman sitting there, topless with a lace bra on, <laughs> on the intersection of 52nd and Powell. I'm like, what is happening? And so then she put her shirt on. And then uh, it was, and then I was like distracted. And then I finally looked up, and the light was green. And so we just went our separate ways. Wow, I've never seen anything That's like it. That's magical. Yeah. I know, Greg. So have just you think, ever? So have you ever done that? Do you? I mean, I've changed in public before, but I've never changed at 11 a.m. in the morning in a, she, in a busy intersection a in Portland. Here's a question: Did she have the seatbelt on the entire time? No, she didn't have her seatbelt on. She didn't. Okay. No, that's true. Say, that's very impressive. If she was able to. do No, that no, no. There was belt. no seatbelt being had because I could see, you know, as she was like moving around, I could see the the <laughs> everything, and there was no seatbelt across Full her chest. Wardrobe change. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. People are asking why I didn't take pictures. I totally... I was just too shocked. Well, you can't start taking pictures. Well, yeah, you can. I mean, I guess you could. No, like, it, it was my duty to take pictures. I'm actually pretty dis- disappointed in myself that I didn't. I mean, yes, I kind of wished that you had taken yeah. pictures. I mean, it was is pretty that, magical. That, is there anything illegal about that if you're taking pictures? If, you're if you were of- taking off your clothes in public, and I don't think so. No. Okay, then you're okay with that? I mean, if it's if you're a drive, I don't know. I mean, they're yeah. not in their house. I mean, I guess they're in their property, in their car. See, the difference is though, you could probably get away with taking a picture. Now, if I were the one taking the pictures, then it would be a completely different branding of how. Well, no, and it's not illegal because remember, like in Portland uh, or in Oregon, you can be top the a woman and be topless. There's oh, like that's the nudity. True. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, but it, it's not necessarily that. I mean, the taking pictures part. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't be able to take pictures because that's peeping. Is that does that count as peeping? If you don't show her face, what are the technical terms of peeping? Like if it's car know. to car, does that count? Because I mean, I know if it's sidewalk to house, then that's considered peeping. <gasps> yeah, Jez is asking Sarah, didn't you see a girl walking down the road topless with a backpack? I that's sure right, did. You did. Yeah, that was like a year ago. Yeah, so it's not the nudity I'm questioning. I'm questioning whether or not the, I could take a picture. Whether or not you could take a picture. If I'm in my property and I can take a picture of somebody, if I can clearly see from my my car that I'm driving, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I would be able to. Yeah. Yeah. But does the house count as like? Or the car count is like their house where you're looking inside their windows. Because, you know, we have to be technical on our terms of peeping because I want to know what I can get away with. So mm-hmm. if that That's counts not or not. Yeah. No, well, I mean, not get away with. I, fra- I phrased that wrong. I mean more. <laughs> Mr. Jinky uh, is saying why, what I'm questioning is how Sarah has such fantastic luck. It really seriously. Was, I thought that I had like I was I was bummed because Greg totally beat me through the light. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get it. And I saw him go through and then the light was turning and then it turned yellow. I'm like, crap. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. So I already thought, I'm like, God damn it, Greg's beating me into the studio. But then, you know what? Silver lining. I saw boobs in a car. It's true. Which, by the way, I have to say, I'm no judgment. No ju- I was just more curious than anything else. Like, why out of everywhere, at any time, would you decide, like, sitting in a busy intersection, that now is the time to sit there in your bra and then change that your shirt? That does seem odd. Mm-hmm. And I posted this on Facebook, and uh, apparently this is something that a lot of women do. 
which okay. I've never done, and I've never heard like anyone that I really know do. Like, you know, if you're out in public, like you need to change your shirt or something, you can do it like in the back of a car or something. Oh. Like I've done that where you change, but I mean, not while I'm driving. Okay. Yeah. You've never done it while driving. I, no. All right. I mean, not not to the best of my knowledge. I do not recollect a time where I've sat at a busy intersection in Portland in my bra. I want to encourage this to happen more. I, I for one, want to be an advocate for this, and I am going to go. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to make a statement here and say I'm I'm pro women changing clothes in cars. That is pretty dangerous, though, Greg. Okay, like, I mean, not it's while illegal. Driving. Yeah, not it's illegal to text and drive. Like, I mean, changing and driving. No, but while you're at a stoplight. I'm okay with this. Okay, I I know you're okay yeah. with that. Yeah. Okay. I'm an advocate. Yeah, it was just it was very weird. I've had a weird couple days. Yeah. So like I did that. Uh, yes, yeah, so I saw that today. Then last night, I made a new friend. So I worked at the bar that I work at sometimes. Yes, as uh, you all know, we do Fun Employment Radio five days a week right here out of Portland, Oregon, and we've got side jobs on top of that. We sure do. Supplement income. And one of my side jobs is at this awesome bar that I work at. So I work there a couple days a week. And uh, the first, so last night was the first like Thursday night that I've ever worked there. So I have to say, like Thursday night crowd, there's some like trivia going on. It was pretty good. But the highlight, Greg, which I thought that you would appreciate, is I made a new friend last night. And she's a dominatrix. <laughs> you made, of course, you would make friends. With mm-hmm. the At least now, I'm pretty how, sure. Okay, My now, friend Derek, who was working, I'm like, she's a dominatrix, right? And he's like, I'm pretty sure she comes in here quite a bit. And I'm like, okay, because she was in like, oh, I've got to get back out there, you know, and uh, cause some trouble for some guys. I'm like, ooh. Dudes aren't whipping themselves. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so how did you know this, that this happened? So just to explain, Sarah is the bartender there. So you're sitting there. Did this come up in conversation? Uh, no, it did, well, she was sitting there. The bar wasn't very busy, and so I was bringing okay. her her very specific drink that she wanted. Okay. And she, came, and she when she walked in, I noticed what is the that, specific? What what is the drink? Well, specific. Can you say it? I don't know because I, I mean, don't want to like because there are so many communities in Portland. I don't want to like say something specific and then like. Are be you going to say anything offensive about her? No, I just don't want to identify anybody by their drink. It's a people's how drinks. Are, is this drink? Do you know how many years I was known for vodka tonic extra lime? People know people's drinks. That's all I'm saying. So anyway, so she walks in, and she, and I notice her because she has this corset on. And she's very tiny and like has. Like, she walked in in a corset. Mm-hmm. So she had a jacket really? on, but she was wearing a corset, and she had like a very very tiny waist. But she was also wearing a top hat with a bunch of feathers, like plumed feathers over it, and she had all of this like amazing makeup on, like a like really dark like cat eye makeup, and just looked very whimsical almost, but in like a what? In like a. This is how she walked into. She the bar? walked in, yeah, and she came and sat was at the end. Was she with a client? No, she was by herself. She had her, she had her <laughs> things. Like she set up everything. She carried around a little instead of a purse. It was like a one of those like makeup case box things. Or so she set down her box. She opened it. Inside were her her pack of Marbreds. Okay. She had those. She had a novel. She had a notebook. And a pen, and she sat down, and I'm just like, "What can I get for you?" She's like, "I, I would like, um, I would like my rum and diet." And I'm like, "Okay." So I brought it over to her, gave her her drink. Uh, she placed her hat down next to her, and then she also laid her parasol. She had a parasol. She had a like a like a gothic parasol that she laid next to all of her belongings. I am fascinated. It by was this fascinating. Word. It was fascinating. And then I ended up talking to her for a bit, and she was like, "She, I guess she's been. She's like, she never specifically said." dominatrix but she said in my industry and uh the way like because i was asking derek i'm like has she been in here before and i'm like is she a dominatrix? he's like i'm pretty sure that she's a dominatrix like she's not a prostitute but you know or anything but i think that she's hired to like maybe whip some men right whip, whip them into shape if you will okay so um 
Yeah, so she's, you know, so we ended up sitting there and, and chatting for a while, and she was talking to me about all of her different corsets, and uh, and I watched all of her stuff when she was... Uh, she, I've just... It was fascinating, like, the know, way that the presentation that she had everything, like, she had, I her, think that's she had what, her box placed, and she would gently open the box, because the top kind of separated, and she pulled out her cigarettes, and she pulled out one cigarette, put on her top hat and her jacket, and she's like, will you watch my bag, dear? I'm going to go out for my nicotine. I'm like... What? Okay. <laughs> Who is this woman? I am. I'm honestly intrigued by this. Now, I'm not. I'm it was not fascinating. The, she was very nice. I really liked her. And and to each their own. I'm not into the dominatrix thing. Uh, pain's not my thing. Uh, but I guess that's not necessarily dominatrix. I don't know. I, I'm just not into it myself. But I am fascinated by this woman. Like, where was she coming from? She was. I don't know where she was coming from. I don't like, know where she was she's going. Just like she just kind of came. At, she came in and she's like, she didn't. She's like, well, I guess I got to get, like, she finished her drink, and she's, she had a couple drinks, and she's like, all right, well, it's uh, it's about time for me to go and get back to it. So, uh, what? There's some places near where you, where that bar is. Mm-hmm. Does she work in one of those places? <gasps> no, no, she's not any, no, she's far too, she's a. Uh, Do you know, though, what all is around there? I know. She doesn't, what are you, t- what are you insinuating? I'm just implying <gasps> perhaps she works in a venue that like could a peep be near show? you. Perhaps along those lines, perhaps some place where you could pay for the company of a woman, where you could hang out uh, privately for a little while. Not as a prostitute. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying the area of town where Sarah works at, and we won't specify where this place it's, is. Or it's really fascinating. I and love the bar, it. The bar you work in is actually, uh, it's actually pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But the section of town, it's not the nicest section of town. It's uh, known for many things and um, upscale... Uh, Lack of crime is not what it's known for. <laughs> we'll just say that. And so there's a lot I of these little motels. The, when I'm out there, I do follow the Portland police feed uh, just to see because I'll see like yeah. a, I'll see like four. Like even when I was leaving last night, um, I had to pull off to the side of the road like immediately when I was leaving the bar because four cop cars were just like flying by me. I'm like, I would oh. imagine that's a pretty frequent occurrence. I'm, yeah, I would imagine that happens quite a bit. So that being said, I'm not. There's a lot of those little Well, Alex hotels. is saying there are dungeons all over. I mean, she did look yeah, like... Yeah, that's true. She did look... Okay. She was very... like. I like how I say that's true as though I actually know. I know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the way that she was put together and the way she presented herself and like... Uh, she was very, very well put yeah. together. Like, she had her look. She had her shit. Like, she knew exactly what she was doing. I don't think that she is any... She was nobody's baby. She. I think she was just... She's on her own. Like, she showed up there, she had her drink, she didn't even have anything to reach, she just sat there, confident with her parasol, and her feather hat, and her corset, and sitting there, like, very, like, perfect nails, like, perfect long, like, uh, like, maroon, like, like, maroon, reddish, okay. blackish nails. Just prim, like, totally proper, knew her place I kind of want to go out to where you, where you work, just so I can see if I can meet her. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to her. No, she was fascinating. Yeah. So that's what I like. That's I mean, and then there was also, you know, a jackass asshole at the bar that had to be cut off last night. But I mean, like, it's really neat getting to see all these different kinds of people. Like, you get to meet so many <laughs> different kinds, including but not limited to amazingly dressed dominatrixes or like super drunk frat boys. Wow. <laughs> like, it's anywhere in between. That's what being a bartender is. Well, you you have that. I've got Adam in my night. <gasps> what? What? What do you mean? What are you looking at your phone for? What do you mean? What? I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to even talk about this. To be honest, I shouldn't Wait. even brought that up. What is? Is but, it about? Okay. Is it the neighbor? Is it the neighbor? Is it the neighbor? Is it the neighbor? 
It is the neighbor. <gasps> what happened? Did you go and meet up? Weren't you supposed to like? Wh- All right. Let wait. Me- were you supposed to meet up yesterday? All right. Let me give a little backstory. Okay. On this. I'm just gonna say it because I'm afraid. I don't know if they listen. I don't think they do. I- I'm pretty sure they don't. So, but I don't know if they know who I am or what I do or I, I don't know how much they know about me. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure they know what I look like. They've seen me on Facebook through a mutual friend that we have. Uh, so this this started last week. Just to give a quick backstory, my I have two roommates. Uh, my one roommate, uh, he is a very nice guy, almost uh, nice to a fault. Mm-hmm. And he was going for a run. He was outside of the house. He ended up meeting one of the neighbors down the street. Now, I've talked about my meth head neighbors before. It's not them. It's not my direct neighbors. These people live, I guess, a few houses down. And he ended up striking up a conversation with this woman Went over to their house and met the woman and her husband, and then went wine and then their friend, <laughs> and they uh, they they hung out there. And then, yes, he ended up going out wine tasting with them to <laughs> wine country in Oregon. He just met them, and now they're like best friends. I haven't met this woman yet, but somehow when when he asked me, he asked me if he could put her in touch with me to talk about my method neighbors, and how to get them out. And I had had a couple of drinks, and I was like, yeah, sure, yeah. And then I ended up texting them back. Oh, you wrote like the novel, right? Like you over explained and then tried I, to make like a meth head joke and it was just all <sighs> kinds of awkward. Yes, I did. And the problem is now since she's texted me, there's a line of communication that's been opened up. <laughs> T-Sex says, I don't know if they listen, talking about to following, followed by an angry email next week, <laughs> which has happened before. Yo, yeah. yeah, it See has. See poops on poops, yeah. Yeah. That came back yeah. to Yeah, or the, the, cab, the cab driver. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, F you, cab driver. All right, um, so, so that, sorry, that's a that's a, <sighs> about an 800 episode ago callback. Totally. So, I'm, I'm, I texted and I agreed that... She had asked if she, we could meet up for a drink and I could come over to their place. Wait, you weren't even going to meet up? <gasps> she wanted what? me to come over to their place for a drink. Um, what? And I agreed that, yeah, let's meet up next week, which is now this week. So then she wrote back again. And it's kind of in the tone. I'm trying to trying to figure out who this who what this woman's like. But let me just say in the tone, it's very how 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 can you say hippie like, very hippie like. And then she invited me over for to her place again after after I couldn't uh, I couldn't meet up on the one time they wanted to. I well I could, but I said no. And she wrote back again. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> and she wrote uh, wanting to meet yesterday. And she said, uh, "Are you guys? Are you guys available?" Talking guys? about me and my roommate, I guess. Is she confused? Thursday night to come by our place for a bit, just to have a drink and a visit. Say seven o'clock or so. So there's a couple of things here so far that I'm confused on, and I don't know if it's being. I don't know what her impression is. Does she think that? I don't know. Does we, she think you're a gay man and a gay journalist? I don't know. I'm kind of wondering, and <laughs> so I asked. Let, let me hear. I'll get through the end of this. And I did ask somebody who might be an ex, who had some insight. And okay. I won't say who this person is. So here's here's what went on. And, and I said, uh, nope, can't do that. I, I couldn't meet then. And then she wrote back, okay, well, that's fine. We were thinking next week was better, too. Oh, God. Um, she's speaking in wheeze to you. Yeah, we were thinking next week. Exactly. Be oh. We are all so busy. 
guess that's good. And then she wrote, um, let's try to meet up after my other roommate's race. I didn't even know he had a race. Just a mellow hello is what she wrote. A mellow hello? Just a mellow hello. Oh, you should not be telling me this. Why are you telling me this? I don't know this? why I'm saying this on the air oh, anyway, God, but this I am. Is awful. And then she wrote, we can always go to and named a, a local bar for a quick beer. We like our neighborhood bar. We like our na- we like our oh, neighborhood she's a bar. Wee. It's a we person. <laughs> so she that's what she said. We like our neighborhood bar. I'm like, well, yeah, okay. I mean, I've lived around here a while too. I I know what the neighborhood Kaylin's bar telling is. Telling you to bring your cuddle party clothes, Greg. <laughs> okay, this is what I'm getting to. This is what I'm getting to. Okay. Oh my okay. god. Uh, so I she, got out of that one. Uh, Horn dog says she'll be ovulating next week. <laughs> oh, gross! God damn, people are funny. <laughs> well, now I keep going. <laughs> it's changed from pushing it off to next week to where I got this. Oh God. I got this later last night after I said that I couldn't. Later last night, like what time last night? Um, I don't know, eight thirty. Uh, well into the evening, okay. Yeah. Where now they want to meet up tonight. They want to meet up tonight. Excuse me? Tonight. They want me to meet up with them. Are they? I mean, now this is just getting kind of sad. They're getting... Well, okay, so here's the thing. I mean, like, thing. do they just There's, not have nobody, anybody to hang out with? Well, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Okay, so just, again, I have never met this person. They do live a few houses down from me, apparently. Um, but they are being... I've tried to politely, like, push it off, but now it's, I mean, they couldn't meet last night, then they'd switch it to next week, and then they just changed their mind and said, nope, let's meet tomorrow, which is today. Like, they are are not taking no for an answer. That's weird. They're not taking no for an answer. They know where I live. Now, my roommate is now apparently best friends with them. I'm afraid of two things. Um, I'm afraid that they're going to start showing up at my house, which could happen. Hi, Greg. How come you wouldn't wouldn't come over? You said you were busy tonight. Doesn't look like you're busy. You're here right now. How come you haven't come over? And then they're going to show up with like a casserole or something. And I'm not sure what her impression is of what Skeeter and my relationship is. We're roommates. But I'm wondering if maybe she thinks. Well, to be honest, like Skeeter, Skeeter is a very uh, Skeeter is heterosexual. But when I first met him, he's very clean. He's very, uh, he's a very just, I, I, I thought that he might have the potential to be gay. Right. Yeah. So, uh. And he's a fit, I mean, he's, yeah, a, he's, he's like, a professional fit, runner. he's well dressed. I mean, dude. like, yeah. stereotype, 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 whatever. Like, but I mean, right. like, he, I, I, I thought maybe perhaps that was. And maybe that's what they're thinking. And here's, but they haven't met you, so I mean, they so they don't know. Me. But if he's referencing his roommate, but I'm sure they've seen me online, and I don't know what's been told to them of of who I am or what I do. But uh, I talked to another to another friend who this is going to get okay. So I've got a I've got a friend who's into who's polyamorous. Mm-hmm. So which I I'm this is kind of a new term for me. So I've just been kind of learning what that is. It's where they they have. Multiple partners. Multiple partners. But there's like a main... Yeah, I have friends who are like that yeah. too. Like there's the main girlfriend or boyfriend, and then there's like the other ones. Right, but everybody's on board with it, and everybody's you know on the same page. Yeah. He swears that's what is going on over there. He thinks that's what's happening. By reading into it, it's talking about the, the wife, the husband. There was some other friend that was there too. And then bringing the other roommate, you know, the roommate over... 
to check it out. They he thinks that because he, he's like, oh no, I've been involved in these kinds of things before. What they're doing is checking them out, seeing if everybody's cool on board. Now he, my roommate, may be completely oblivious to it. I'm sure he is. He yeah. has no idea what he's. Oh, he's so wholesome. He's, he's so wholesome and nice. Like he, I think I don't even think he would recognize what's going on. Mm-hmm. But so I, now like, I think they're trying. Why to are you bring... taking off my pants? <laughs> what's going on, guys? Why are you taking off my pants, man? Uh, oh, hey, buddy. Well, all right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so nice. I don't think he would catch on to what's going on. So, this is what I'm starting to think is happening. Or I'm putting all this influence on it, and they're just really nice people, and they want to meet up for a drink. Yeah. So with this is so. But, here's one of the terminology. So it's like Aaron saying that uh, neighbors looking to make Greg their secondary. That's that's what it is. There's a primary, is, secondary, primary. That is, that's the word. So there's a primary, secondary. That is exactly the term that uh, my friend used when talking about this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to say who the friend is, but okay. he he knows. I just guessed it. Yeah, you guessed it. <laughs> okay. it yeah, yeah. It's not too hard to guess it. Um, and it's not somebody from the network or anybody that you would hear on the show. So. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't think I'm more uh, concerned about forced sexual relations with them at all. I'm just saying, like, your space is very important. I'm not even thinking long, long like, they might be confused as to who you are, or what you want to do, or where it's going. But, I mean, my concern for you is, like, your personal bubble is being invaded. Yeah, and I'm, I am very protective of being at home. Like, uh, you know, I... You are. You are a poodle. I've, I've talked about this to Greg before. He's very high-strung. Like, and see, that's what they say. Like, you're very nice to look at, but very high-strung. And you need to have a place where you can go and be safe. Right. And relax. Right. You need to have your relaxing space. I'm kind of... When I'm at home, I am a little bit uh, along the lines of... We've talked about my former roommate, Ryan, uh, Ryan's dog, Walter. I like to go just hide and you like hide to be away in your like cavern. Yeah. yeah, I like to hide away from everything. That's why I love my you know, my apartment cave, and I can understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I like my downtime. I like my my personal time, and this is getting a little bit close because I've got you know I've got the meth head neighbors. They're they're obviously we all know about them. I've got my other direct neighbor who's who I share a fence with. He's great. If we see each other in the driveway, hey man, how's it going? I'll mm-hmm. pet his dog. Maybe we'll have a beer, and then we go our separate ways. You know, we're, I, I like my relationship with him. He's mm. great. I don't know about starting up a new one. I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't it know if seems, I can this. It seems unnecessarily aggressive, particularly since this you've is, never met before. Like, that's mm-hmm. what, that, would ter- that would be a big, like, friendship turnoff for me. This if was, I was already being smothered with text messages and I hadn't even met the person. This is four invites total to meet up that have happened over the last week and a half, and I've never met this person in person. That's weird. And now, you know, that's three in two days. Like, they really want to meet up. So I'm, I am starting to... I'm not sure what to do about this. Man. Well, I think the first thing is never agree to give to let somebody I, give someone your phone number. Well, I already messed that up. Yeah. So let's throw that one out the window. I've already done that. Is it, I, I can't get into the chat right now. I'm having some computer issues. Are there any suggestions there in, that people have? No, no, people are just being gross. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm sure, that, sure that's what it is. No, but there's uh, some questioning as to whether or not, uh, what's the difference between polyamorous and swingers? And I think polyamorous means that you're in a relationship, but you want other relationships as well. And swingers is just basically sexual, I think. Yes. To the best of my knowledge. To the best of my knowledge, that's what that is, too. Um, again, I'm not an expert in this. But from what I understand, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. And that's people are cool. also pointing out: uh, Is Greg now going to point out the fact that Sarah might be right to not talk to <laughs> the neighbors? <laughs> yes, perhaps you had something correct in that. Damn it! All right. Well, anyway, there it is. Okay. This is what I've been. Well, what about. are you going to do? That's the bo- yeah. I want to know what. <sighs> are you going to write just, back? Should I just do it and get it over with? Should I meet up? 
Give yourself an expiration date. You know what I'm saying? So, like, say, like, if you can come over, just say, like, I can only come over for a beer and bring a friend. <sighs> okay. Just surely, like, Keelan's even offering his services. Just surely for, um, to make sure that everyone can make, that enough mental notes can be taken. That not for safety reasons. Yeah, but for safety reasons. To, so I have no, to not for safety reasons, <laughs> but just so I want somebody else's perspective of the scenario. Okay. And like, I would like you to bring somebody else so that you can, so I can have a full recount from you and then from another witness. Maybe they're just really nice people, but it is overly aggressive. At the very minimum, it's <laughs> Mr. Jenky says, aggressive. you do whatever is best for the show, Greg. I think you already know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I do this, it is for you guys that listen to this show. I'm putting myself on the line here. Oh, come on. We all do. I just did stand-up comedy last week. Nope. We all do stuff. No, here's the deal, though. <laughs> this is close to my home. This could end up, if I go over there, I can't be rude to them. I mean, I could, but the thing is, they know where I live. They're, they're right next to my house. Aaron's saying, that's true, Greg. Swing for the show, Greg. Swing <laughs> for the show. Let's <laughs> close my eyes. Well, maybe you can bring something. Is there anything weird like non-sexually that you could bring over that would make them think that like can you do something offensive like wear a fur jacket like a fur coat or something make yourself on that's make myself unlikable make yourself unlikable oh yeah what would I do just be yourself man (laughs) just kidding (laughs) yes oh my god make yourself unlikable and like oh what what could you bring over like to drink bring over like milk <laughs> and wear like a can, fur jacket. Do you mean just show up and be a weirdo? Yeah, I can't do that. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty good at. That. I know you could. Should I bring over like uh, <laughs> to show up with like a, like a little thing of milk? I have like some leftover pizza, like wrapped up in a paper towel. Bring that over, and then talk about um, what should what should I reference all the time? Go on and on about the government, about secret agendas. Yes, about you should agendas. like put some uh, put some tin foil underneath your hat. And then take off your hat at some point See, yeah. and be like, I always have to keep this on. Well, the other issue, too, is is if my roommate's there, he knows what I'm like. He's going to figure out what I'm doing. He's like, why are you, know, is he gonna why be are you there? being so weird? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, this is... Oh, man. People are suggesting that you could start going through their kitchen when you get there. <laughs> start taking samples from it. I could just, just instantly walk in and go straight to their fridge and start going through it. Yeah, that's a good way. I mean, I guess I can figure out plenty of ways to make myself unlikable. I could do that. Hmm. You could eat something really stinky before you go over. Just have bat. Or really go for bad. yeah, go for a run. No, or they just, like that. No, because oh, that's how they first they want to see you all sweaty. They want to smell your pheromones. No, when they when they first met my roommate, that's what it was. He was just finishing up with a run. He was outside the house, and then she had beer and. She invited him over in his running clothes. They wanted him over in his running, sweaty running clothes. So that's not going to do it. That's not going to. That's that's going to, if anything, increase the odds. Can you just go there and then like shut yourself in the bathroom and stay in there for like twenty <laughs> minutes? <laughs> I'm fine. Go away. <laughs> just bring your own like spray can of like air freshener. And, like everyone's will just. A <laughs> 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 I could show up with gloves and just start start judging them oh my god it's being suggested you could be like a super uh, religious you could bring some pamphlets yeah 
talk to them about just like I'm so happy you invited me over. I wanted to talk to you about <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> just completely turn the tables on them. Yeah, just be like, oh, I didn't have my Watchtower pamphlet. Or if they want, if they keep insisting on drinks, having drinks. Just bring over some O'Doul's or something. Bring over some non-alcoholic beer. No, because I mean, I don't think that's going to be. I think the religious thing would be more. Yeah, you need to try to convert them. Or if I showed up and just started getting plastered. Just show up with my own bottle of whiskey and don't share it and just start, just drink it. Aaron says you should just show up with a collar and a leash on. Don't even point it out. Just pop all over. (laughs) They'll either never ask you back or tug you around their house. Either way, we all win. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it. I'll just, I'll... Just bite the bullet on this one. Because so, I don't think she's, I don't think they're going to stop. They're not going to stop. That's all on you, dude. All right. Best of luck. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm working tonight, so I'm going to see if my, my new dominatrix friend's going to be there. All right. Well, mm-hmm. good for you. We're all making new friends, Greg. Yes. Should we do a little bit of World of Crazy? We sure can. Wasn't this already a little World yes. of Crazy? Yes, it was. All right. Yeah, it's being suggested that if they, you know, if they're suggesting the house, why don't you just say, go meet up at the local bar? Why don't you just do the bar instead? Yeah. But you have to see the house. No, I want you to see the house. Never mind. You have to see the house. I'm genuinely uncomfortable in this whole thing. I don't, I don't, I, it's too close to home. Literally too close to home. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like I can even meet up with them and then go away and they won't know where I live, right? They know where I live. Oh, they do know where you live. Yeah. All right. I'll think about this. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Happy Friday, everybody. God, do you remember last Friday, Greg, when we were just freaking out? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was only a week ago. I know. Well, welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up... At first I thought this was funny, and then now it's just kind of sad. So comedian George Lopez has been arrested after performing at a casino in Canada. Yes, the 52-year-old actor and talk show host was at the Caesars Casino in Windsor, Ontario, where he had performed that night and was scheduled to have another show Friday night. However, uh, police were notified by hotel security of a problem with George Lopez and arrested him just after 11 p.m. last night for public intoxication. So what was he doing, though? Uh, Apparently, to an eyewitness, Lopez was rolling around on the floor of the casino. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. I was like, what, was he just slurring his words? No, no, rolling around. Rolling around on the floor. Yes, rolling around on the floor of the casino. Uh, eyewitnesses so there was an eyewitness uh, who went to Twitter who was saying that he was jealous of his mom because his mom just ran into George Lopez at the airport and he was drunk she has the best life and then he also said my mom said that he was singing loudly too before rolling around on the ground (laughs) no charges were filed and the show must go on as he will be performing tonight at the same casino (laughs) despite his arrest well I give him credit for that gotta give him credit does he still have his show I don't know it wasn't very good. I didn't watch it. No. Because I, mean, I know we've had comedians on that worked with him. Is, is he the guy that everyone says, like, stole the jokes? Or no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, that's not him. Okay, it's not him. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm sorry. That's why I wanted to ask. I didn't think that it was him. I was just wanting yeah. to make it clear. Yeah. No. This woman's 
kind of my hero. If you're going to shoplift something, you might as well just fucking go for the gold. A woman... Well, where do you think she was shoplifting from, first of all, Greg? Walmart? Yes! Yes! A woman has been arrested after trying to shoplift 330 pizza rolls from Walmart. That sounds delicious. That sounds I mean, if you are going to shoplift something, three hundred pizza rolls. That's yeah. But that's going for gold. That's though. going that's for lot. the gold. Like you're just you're not just like I don't think a hundred's enough. Mm, Two hundred, not going to cut it. I need three hundred and thirty pizza rolls. Imagine the party you could have. I know. We bought pizza rolls to bring over for the Super Bowl, didn't we? Over to Scott and Lily's because I remember I was really excited and gave you a couple bucks so that we could eat pizza rolls, and then we never ate them. No, we left them over there at uh, Scott and Lily's house. In I bet freezer. they're not there anymore. No, nope. Well, now I want pizza rolls. Yeah. All right, anyway, a Walmart employee said she observed a woman taking three bags of pizza rolls, which I guess from my calculations, I don't claim to be that good at math, they make bags of pizza rolls with 110 pizza rolls per bag in them. That's not enough pizza that rolls. That is not enough pizza rolls. Uh, she observed the woman take three bags of pizza rolls from the grocery area and proceed to the other side of the store. At that point, the employee said he observed her opening the bags, opening up the bags of the pizza rolls, and dumping the pizza rolls into her purse She opened the bags Got out the individual pizza rolls Dumped them into her bag For some reason I can see you doing that with your bag <laughs> Oh I know Like in 40 years mm-hmm. I totally will Yeah you'll be the you'll be the lady I stick food in my bag Yeah I can see you being the lady that steals pizza rolls mm-hmm. Like rolls mm-hmm. Like if there's a buffet I'll totally put rolls in my bag for later Yeah Do you ever eat them? Yes Yeah. Oh yeah No I never underestimate having a, a, a good snack in your in your purse when you need one. <laughs> problem is, you know me. Problem is, your purse snacks aren't uh, wrapped up, so they get covered in like hair and fuzz. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, you know that I have to have a snack nearby because when if I if I'm hungry and I don't have a snack, Greg, aren't I the most pleasant person in the world? Absolutely, the most pleasant person you could ever be around when Sarah's hungry. Just gracious and nice and patient and understanding. I am a horrible That's, bitch. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Well, you said it. All right, so at that point, uh, the employee said she observed her opening the bags and dumping all of the pizza rolls, 330 to be precise, into her purse. She then started walking out the door when she was detained. The woman told police that she had friends coming over to visit her, but she didn't have anything to eat. So she said that uh, her friends had advised her to go to Walmart and steal something from there. Good uh, friends, wow. So let me tell you, uh, so she did have money on her. It wasn't like a, hey, I can't afford to buy 330 pizza rolls. It was like, hey, I'm an asshole with amazing taste, <laughs> and I am going to go and steal them from Walmart. So the items uh, listed, okay, this is how it broke down. The items listed stolen are one bag of combo 120 count pizza rolls One bag of pepperoni 120 count pizza rolls And one bag of cheese 90 count pizza rolls Now here's the problem though She's opening up the bags And dumping them all in How's she gonna tell the difference? Oh my god Oh my god It's like a pizza surprise Every time you put one in your mouth Because for me If I made that up I would want the combo ones I wouldn't want to get Screwed over on the combo ones And end up getting stuck With all the cheese ones Because I don't want the cheese ones Yeah But if you threw all those in there you get all those people that would just, they'd figure it out and they'd eat all the good ones. Mm. You'd be stuck with the cheese. No, you got to keep them separate. God, and that's why the other thing, here's another rule. Yeah. If you were to do this at a party, you bring out the cheese ones first, get everybody filled up on the cheese ones. Then when you bring out the combo ones, oh, no. Is that what you do when you have a party? You like make all the shitty food first, like the ones that you want everyone to fill up on so you can eat. 
Oh my god, I feel like we just <laughs> had a breakthrough here. That is exactly I have been there at your house before when you have done that. Did you notice on New Year's when I put out the <laughs> I had some people over to my house on New Year's. I did make the other one first because I wasn't hungry yet, so I put out the other one. I was gonna share them all. I'm not like withholding them from anyone. Oh. But if people get filled up on the ones that I don't want, I My mean, God. that leaves more for me. It's just, it makes sense. I mean, I paid for them. I was providing them. Wow. <laughs> well, the total amount for the 330 pizza rolls that she stole was $25.90. She has been charged <laughs> with theft of property. Hey, Oregon, specifically Portland. Fucking Portland. Sometimes you're just embarrassing. And not for, it's not like this is anything like necessarily bad. This is my next story. I'm moving on. But I saw this, and I swear, I muttered. I, Greg heard me because he doesn't know what the story is about. But I was over here, and I just said, I looked at the story, and I just went, fucking Portland. Didn't I? You did. Mm-hmm. An Oregon woman, Portland, Oregon, to be precise, uh, has designated a wishing tree in her front yard here in Portland, and hundreds upon hundreds of people have written their wishes on tags and hung them from her wish tree. What do you What do you mean designated? She has a fucking wish tree in her front yard. A wish tree, I don't tree, understand. Greg, Greg it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's Portland. Somebody said like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call my tree in my front yard a wish tree, and then I'm going to have people tie their wishes onto the branches. And then I'm going to be eccentric because I'm in Portland and I have a wish tree. I'm throwing my arms up in the air right now. That's That's going too far. So, are people bringing her money? No, this they're is what just happened. like they're just littering and tying things. They and tie their things wishes to, the to her goddamn wish tree. So, who's going to clean it up? Well, her name is Nicole Helprin. She's a Portland mother of two. <laughs> she said she got the idea for the wish tree from a post on the San Francisco on a San Francisco blog. So, she decided to put a few tags on her tree. Is that how she identifies herself? A Portland mother of two. Yeah. Yes. So she left. Uh, so she went out to one of town for a few days. I left a few wish tags on her wish tree. Uh, when Nicole Helpern returned from her trip, she found the number of wishes on the tree had multiplied, and since then, it's gathered hundreds of wishes from passersby. She says she's now placed a sign, clipboard, and a plastic bag filled with blank shipping labels on the tree, so members of the public could add their wishes to the wish tree. She's going to kill the tree. Which will be hilarious when that happens. She says the wishes placed on her wish tree. I just want to keep saying wish tree because it's the most annoying word ever for some reason. The wishes placed on her wish tree include dreams to feed the homeless or else you could just feed the homeless. Yeah. Wishing on a fucking tree. Hey, stop, stop wishing on a tree and go downtown and help the fucking homeless. Wow, I'm really mad about the wish tree. No, it, it is. It's, it's kind of interesting. Bring about world peace again by... Hanging a tag on her wish tree Or uh, have more time Oh my god I'm just reading this One of the wishes on her wish tree Was to have more time to play Xbox games Wow this is really changing the world Nicole Halperin You're helping one step at a time Nicole Halperin said in response to the Xbox wish on her wish tree I have a 7 year old I can relate to that Again Her biggest accomplishment that she's identifying with Is being a mom 
That's that's what she Nicole Halperin says her own wish is simple, and so far her wish on the wish tree has come true. Nicole Halperin says, I wish it continues to bring happiness to the neighborhood about her wish tree. Wait, Nicole Halperin? Uh, <laughs> let me just see here. Suman in the chat says, I'm going to designate my bushes in my front yard as wailing bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make a money tree where people just come and tack their dollar bills on it? <laughs> Greg, that's like the best idea ever. You're like, hey, this is my money tree. Right. It'll give you good luck if you tack your money onto it. Yeah. Yeah. A good luck tree that costs a dollar. <laughs> I might be onto something here. Oh, God. All right. I, was, I didn't realize I was going to get so so. You were, You were really it. worked up about it. Oh, yeah, Tony's saying the meth heads would take it. You're right. That You're right. Work. That's that, true. That it isn't safe. Uh, to Lexington, Mississippi, we go. While Portland, Oregon folks are busy putting pieces of paper on a fucking tree, people are coming back to life in Lexington, Mississippi. Yes, workers at a Mississippi funeral home say they found a man alive and kicking when they opened the body bag that he had been placed inside. He was alive still in his body bag. Greg, I, I, I need you to... How I need long some sort of had response. he been in the... Body bag? Well, let me tell you, it's a miracle that 78-year-old Walter Williams was alive. So what happened is the coroner was called to Williams' home in Lexington, Mississippi, a community north of Jackson, where the family members all believed that he had died. So the coroner apparently said that he had no pulse and was pronounced dead, where he was placed into a body bag. Now, the workers at the funeral home that his body was brought to were preparing to start embalming him when he started to kick inside of the body bag. Oh, they were already draining him? No, they were getting ready. They were preparing to start embalming him. Jesus. So this happened, so they believed he died on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Early Thursday was when the workers were preparing to embalm him. So he had stayed in that body bag all damn night. That is awful. Oh, awake? Did he wake up while uh, he was No, it, uh, it doesn't, it, they haven't spoken to him, but he started to kick the body bag. Family members were called, and he was taken to the hospital. Um, so what they believe... Is that he had a pacemaker, and so it stopped working and then started again. This is what they think it's happy. But family members say that Williams is awake and talking and very happy to be alive. That's absolutely horrifying. I think maybe the coroner should have, uh, there should be a little job evaluation on his on his end. Mm-hmm. I know, right? <laughs> you have one job. <laughs> yeah. You, you're not you're not doing it right. Well, and finally, I do like having some geniuses in my in my stories. Of course, we had the woman last week who wants to who's taking uh, hypnotherapy in order to become dumber because she wants to be yes. the real life like a real life doll. Right. Barbie doll or whatever. Well, for some reason, adult women seem to have a fascination with Barbie. And this stretches all the way to the Ukraine. So a Ukrainian model who has modeled herself with via plastic surgery and such to cast herself as a real-life Barbie doll. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen something about mm-hmm. this woman before. Yeah. Says that uh, her eventual dream and hopes are to live without eating or drinking. And she thinks that she's going to be able to do this. Ah, I'd like to see her try to do that. Well, her name is Valeria Lukianova whose doll-like features and ultra-thin waist have stirred controversy in the past, has apparently now vocally made it her goal, and she thinks she can achieve it to, quote, survive on air and light alone. (laughs) In a stunningly intelligent 
interview with the International Business Times, uh, Valeria Lukinova says, In recent weeks, I have not been hungry at all. She claims, I hope it's the final stage before I can subsist on air and light alone. Now, I don't know if you know this, but there's actually a term for this. It's a dietary desire to a new age practice known as breatheranianism. What? This is a real thing? Yeah. Okay. Breatherian... Breatheranism. 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 And what is the... In which the followers of this New Age practice neither eat nor drink, believing they can solely exist on what they call cosmic microfood. <laughs> now, uh, Valeria Luknova, who believes in reincarnation and claims to be in contact with many transdimensional beings, says she uses her appearance to promote her spiritual ideals. So, uh, but other people are saying that, of course, it's, uh, she's starving herself in order to maintain her dollish proportions. No. <laughs> no. Well, at least one person has starved to death trying to adhere to a breatherian <laughs> regimen. And it's being advised that it's probably uh, not the best way to live your life living on I air and light alone. No sympathy no. For, for that uh, for those people. No. Yes, if it comes to cosmic microfood and purse pizza rolls, I am always taking your purse pizza rolls. <laughs> Oh, there you have it, my friends. That is your world of crazy. Crazy. Oh, my God. Talking about this pizza is making me so hungry. And it's still pizza's delicious. Yes. All right. Well, I know we need to do something here where we need to play some audio mm -hmm. from the network party. And, Sarah, what I'm going to need from you is just uh, if we can play if we're, for the live listeners just a couple of songs for a minute. Oh, sure. The audio. Uh, before we do that. I want to say thank you to one of our fine sponsors. This is what I should have done. What? I should have given her my um, temporary number that is switching out at the end of this Oh, month. my God. That was exactly what you should have done. That's the purpose. Okay, so uh, one of our fine sponsors is Metro PCS, and we are so happy to have them on board. If you came to the network party, you probably saw their big, uh, their big table that they had set up. They were charging phones, and they are fantastic. They also gave away a phone mm -hmm. and a month's service there. We're, Sarah and I are both switching to Metro PCS. Yes, we We're sure just are. waiting I'm for so our Verizon excited. contracts to be done. Yep. But, but in the meantime, I already started up my service with them. And so I've got a temporary phone number that I'm going to transfer out you know, mm. to my real phone number. Yeah. The temporary number is you the one totally, I should have given. Oh, you dropped it. I you dropped, dropped the, the ball. Because that is the one I should have given the neighbor. I should have given her the temporary. Mm -hmm. But Metro PCS, though, seriously, it's fantastic. That $40 plan, unlimited. Everything. All taxes, all fees. Unlimited unlimited text, unlimited data, unlimited calls, all of it, 40 bucks, flat, no other fees, that's it. There's the only way to say it because that's it sounds it. like it's fake and it's not. I mean, that's it's exactly, not. yeah. It is, it is legitimately We're using it. just that. Yep. That is about a third of what I pay for Verizon to get the exact same thing. So I am so excited to be I'll be asking, questions. why can't they do an instant swap on the number? They totally can. It's just oh, Greg could. and I who are waiting. They could do it right now. We're just waiting for our Verizon contracts to expire, which we won't have to do after right. it expires. And I don't have to worry about waiting around to see if like, I can get a new phone or how, yeah. how long I'm shackled to them. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, we could, we could switch it out. But Verizon's all, you know, if I, if I cancel my service... I guess I could switch the number now. Anyway, we will be switching the numbers. Mm. So it's it's that's Sarah and I's issue as far as yeah. why we haven't done it yet. But MetroPCS is so fantastic. And I highly encourage everyone to go to MetroPCS.com slash Metro. Check out what they have to offer and go to some of their stores here in Portland. Specifically, if, if you're in the Portland area, you can go there and find locations and let them know 
that you heard about them from Fun Employment Radio. Just go in and take a look. I mean, yep. take a look at everything they've got. Trust me. We're not joking about it. It's awesome. Yes. It really is cool. So big thank you to them. All right. So let's uh, take a quick break. All right. And I'm going to get the audio queued up and then we'll uh, come back here in just a couple of minutes. Okay. With more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Just that was needed, a fun break. <laughs> just needed a second. Yes, indeed. And uh, lots of stuff went on, which you could hear yourself if you are a subscriber to Fun Employment Radio. Oh my gosh, you're poor for it. Six ninety nine a month. Six ninety nine a month. Thirty two cents a day. I what? mean come on. That's insane. Come on. Come on. Come on. What are you doing? I, I just want to see what you do. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and do this. So we have uh, this exclusive audio from the Fun Employment Radio Network Party that happened over this last weekend, and this is uh, one segment of it. Now, I think we're probably going to end up putting up the entire show as itself mm-hmm. in the archives, so you'll be able to listen to the entire thing if you did miss it, and that's another advantage of six ninety nine a month. But here, is, we're going to play this segment here because I know a lot of people wanted to, wanted to hear this, and especially if you couldn't make it to the party. The segment with Mr. Rick Emerson and Mr. <gasps> yes. Um, and you can kind of tell, so Greg and I were talking about this when we were listening to a little bit of it, that we couldn't really hear ourselves on stage. So that right. might, there might be some yelling and such, but that's because we couldn't tell how loud we were and we wanted to make sure everyone could hear exactly. everything. Yeah, since that was kind of our first time doing a stage performance like that, I realized, like, listening back to myself, I'm like, oh my God, I'm yelling so loud. But it's because it was so loud in the venue and it doesn't pick up on the microphone. And we didn't have monitors for ourselves. I was just... I just went to my instinct and I was yelling to make sure people could hear me out in the crowd. Not, uh, you know, of course, forgetting that everything was blasted out to them on speakers. Mm. So that's why it sounds like I'm yelling because I because I am. I'm trying to get it. <laughs> there I'm you trying go. to make sure everybody can hear us. All right. But uh, we've got the audio here. So let's go ahead and play it. Uh, this is about it's honestly it's about a half hour. And you'll notice that Sarah and I kind of stopped talking during it because it's Rick and Tim. Yeah. You know how often the last time that they were together performing anything, you know, on stage or a radio show was about four and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Except for this last Saturday. Except for this last the Saturday. Network party. So we're going to go ahead and play that, and uh, then we'll be back afterwards to wrap up. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming to the stage now, Mr. Rick Emerson. And Mr. Tim Riley. what Anthony Weiner felt like. It's just sort of... <laughs> Seriously, I feel like one of us is going to be... I didn't shred anything. I had no knowledge of... Well, I guess they need no introduction. But of course, Mr. Rick Emerson, Mr. Tim Riley. Oh, no. This is 
really surreal and, and amazing. Like we have all like we haven't been on the radio together for about four and a half years. However, we've yeah. all kept in contact. We it's are true. actually friends, and uh, they were nice enough to actually come with us to come on stage tonight. Yes, I had so much going on. I had to. <laughs> well, oh, I think... let me check my schedule. I I can fit you in for just a little bit later in the evening. Well, this brings us to one of the questions that Sarah and I are most frequently asked. Oh my goodness! Anywhere, especially when we're out around town, someone will inevitably come up, and you can see it in their eyes before they even ask it. I can see. You it, know where they're going. There's like a little bit of buffer conversation, but it's like bullshit. They don't yeah. care. It's like, oh yeah, like, fun employment uh, radio. Yeah, you guys are doing good. Yeah, yeah. you're doing an internet yeah. thing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> so, so what's Rick been up to? <laughs> so I, we wanted to take this time to ask Rick for all of you. What's Rick been up to? Oh God, I didn't know I actually had to answer. I'm sorry. I, uh, <laughs> it's I all think, written down, is it? It's, there's there's two lines. <laughs> It just has stall until penis watch. That's that's it. I uh, I really I I think really this time would have been best served coming up with various better explanations than the, than the ones I have. I think all I've managed to do is come up with a bunch of synonyms uh, for house husband. That's kind of it. So um, the. Uh, what I've realized though is that it's that thing of like you know when you squeeze the balloon and then, you know somewhere else it's like the energy. I, you will just find, I mean, if you're me and if you're a little bit uh, obsessive-compulsive to begin with, like, you never knew there was just so much to know about folding towels and exactly how, like, bounce detergent differs from, like, the seventh-generation detergent and exactly what kind of glue you need if you're going to be applying sparkly things to the Christmas stockings you've made for your two fucking dogs. (laughs) I wish someone would kill me right now, actually. I wish he would just rush the stage and just... And I find myself... And it's like, and you, if you, and by you I mean me, you find yourself like you're turning into Michael Keaton and Mr. Mom, where you're just saying shit about fixing things around the house and you have no idea what you're talking about. But you're so desperate just to earn your keep as your wife is coming home from actually being a nurse for veterans who served our country in battle... And she oh, goes yeah. home and she's like, another Christmas stocking for the dog. I'm a nurse! <laughs> Fix something! So now I just pray for things to break around the house. I just, just like filing through wires and screws just so I can, have, no, I don't know why the ceiling fan fell out. I'll fix it. It's, please don't, please don't evict me. Wait, have you actually learned how to do like electrical? St- you're, you're like, no. Andy? I'm like, <laughs> no, I hire a guy and I make sure he's gone by 4.30. Fix. No. It's a magical device. You just dial seven numbers and then everything in the house works by itself after that. So Well, I do have to say backstage when we were there, there's a there's a young man who was back there. <laughs> do you remember this? I, I think Is this like were... Paul Harvey where yes. you... and that there young man's young... name was Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ocular cancer affects ninety percent of us. There was a young man. Uh, so there was a young man upstairs and he was talking to you and uh-huh. when I was interviewed. <laughs> So what happened is I was introducing him to Rick. I'm like, oh, hey, this is my friend Rick. And he's like, oh, my mom used to love you. Uh, It was incredible. And the best thing was that Rick responded with, tell your mom hi. (laughs) And it wasn't even like the sexy tell your mom hi. It was... Like tell your mom I'm I, we're both gonna be getting artificial hips soon, so 
I'll be relatable to her in that way, I suppose. I, and there was like the, the little, the, the best read, worst thing about it was like the little incremental pause when he says, Oh, Rick Emerson, you're that old fucking guy that used to be on that, what was it? Matio? Zadio? What is that thing that you used to talk on that people listen to? So, I was just very glad I got to witness that. that was, it was, that yeah, was no, it was great. Really it was a big incredible. laugh for the whole room. I, this was, <laughs> I was actually, so it was like getting, uh, it was like in honor of this auspicious event, I was getting my, uh, getting my, uh, my, my many hairs trimmed, and I'm sitting in the chair, and I always, whenever I get my hair cut, I always, I preemptively lie and say that I've got laryngitis or like that I've lost my voice at a party so I don't have to talk. (laughs) Well, because like, because otherwise it's like they're cutting your hair and they want to interact with you and it's, you know, and I, uh, and so I always sit down and I always go like, oh, I was out last night so I can't, if I just don't ever answer anything you say while you're cutting my hair, don't take it personally. But, but anyways, but so she's talking and she's like, so what do you do? And I was like, uh, Stockings and dogs and glitter and whatever, and and she says at one point she's like, oh, you well, you've got she's you've got kind of a, a radio voice. Did you ever you know did you, did you work in the radio? And I said, well, and I, you know, and you think at that moment in your head you're like, oh, this is this is it. This is my moment to be gloriously redeemed. And I said, well, yeah, I used to do a radio show. And then I swear to God, she finishes the sentence. I say, I used to do a radio show, and she goes, when it was relevant. <laughs> She wasn't even like, bitch, she was like, like, it was just sharing a fact with me. Like, she wasn't even fucking with me. She was like helping me along, telling the tale, so. Well, that being said, we did have some listeners put some uh, questions in the chat. And one of the questions was actually, Rick Emerson, what are your thoughts on terrestrial radio and how it is right now? This is inquiring minds Tim's would like And, and to keeping know. in mind there is somebody sitting at this table who <laughs> still engages in... <laughs> I, Tim actually, so Tim actually can be heard Monday through Friday on uh, Radio uh, Waves Radio uh, uh, What is that? Oh, KPAM. <laughs> KPAM 860. News God, Tim Riley, everyone. News God. It, it comes out of a box that you plug into the wall. <laughs> it's a square box. It's got a dial on it. It's got some knobs. It's got numbers. <laughs> you remember those? Yes. You remember with dust in the corner somewhere? <laughs> Oh, continue, please. I, I, I really, I, uh, someone's extending a box of something. Are those candles? Someone's bringing, oh. I think our specimens have arrived. Thank you. Oh, boy. What are these? Well, I'm done with I'm my told comedy. told it's fireball whiskey. <laughs> oh, that's so generous. Tim, you're low yeah. on whiskey. There's no roofies oh, yeah. in there. Well, since only three out of the five of us drink, we get double, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much. So, yes. Uh, right. I, you know, thoughts on terrestrial radio? I don't really, I... I got to tell you, and this has really nothing to do with the fact, at least speaking for me, the fact that I'm not, you know, working in radio right now because I, this is what, 2000, Jesus, 2014. Yeah, it's five years later. So much closer to the grave. It's just unbelievable. I have to tell you that the, I cannot even remember the last time that I listened, that I went, like, like Lara got in the car at one point and it's like I was taking her to work or something. And she was, you know, and uh, it was in my car. And she's, like, punching the dial. She's like, well, where, what's the preset for, you know, NPR or whatever? And I'm like, what? What do you, preset for what? And I literally, and she, she goes, you know, the radio. And I'm like, I don't ever use the radio. Like, I. You, you rather have a cigarette lighter. I have no. I mean, the radio is basically a thing there just to pull stuff off my iPod. I mean, that's the only reason it's there. So I am. So I, I, I would not complain about the state of radio because I am a contributing. 
<laughs> yeah, you drink it up, Dally. That was, that was awesome. Because honestly, when you've got this shit to listen to, why would you ever want to just turn on a fucking plasticky box where some douchebag in New York has already decided what fucking Goo Goo Dolls song you're going to hear? Amen. Why? You've got pirates and Klingons and noted stand-up comic Sarah Dillon. Yeah. How was that? What did you... I was really wondering what you thought. I... No, it was... I got to tell you this. I... This is one of those things. Uh, stand up comedy. You know me, and you know this is my nightmare. I I said this, and I said this to several people up on stage or uh, upstairs while you were performing. That I can tell you, I in my life have never done stand up comedy, and I would never have the guts to do it for even five minutes ever. So huge. Points. I'm taking the shot. I should do the shot, right? Yeah. All right. Now she's ready to go at it again. I know. Oops. But uh, I do want to. <laughs> She's closing us out. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Here no, it starts. That was potent. No, it's empty. I know they're all gone. They were. They were pirated. They were pillaged. No <laughs> one will think less of you if you just lick the bottom of the. Uh... Oh, I was hoping it was donuts. That's what I. I thought oh, that looks like a donut box. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not a donut kind of night, Kenny. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, I think my short answer is: you guys are here because you listen to this show and you listen to the other shows on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and you do that for. A reason. A, not only are the shows good in and of themselves, but it's, I think, and, and I mean this, I mean this sincerely, it's you, uh, as Elijah Muhammad once said. <laughs> no, this is true. You can heal it, as Elijah Muhammad once said. Are you with me? Yes? The... <laughs> I don't want to, I don't know if I want to co-sign this before you say it. No, 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 I'll... Is he said that he said that to know if a glass is clean, all one need do is to hold it up next to a glass which is dirty. And if you listen to anything on this network for five minutes, you realize how unaccustomed you've become to hearing anything in traditional media that is real or genuine. That whether it's funny or it's sad or it's whatever, you just you become so desensitized to the fact that no one ever says anything unpredictable or sincere, or that rings with any kind of honesty. And you know, life is just too fucking short to listen to that. So, you guys are here because you choose something better. That's so nice. Thank you so much. So, we're gonna take you to our next sales meeting with that pitch right there. Assalamu alaikum, my brother. <laughs> well, of course. So we've been talking to Rick. Yes, indeed. Uh, are there any other questions for Rick Emerson that have nothing to do with the radio? Oh. Uh, no, I, like when I listen to the radio, which is all the time, it's I only listen to Tim Riley. It's true. I appreciate. He is incredible. He's keeping the airwaves afloat. Well, I appreciate that, and I don't play any songs at all. <laughs> <laughs> you get the somebody news. Picking up my Goo Goo Doll records for me <laughs> from New York or anywhere. Okay, else. that is the most Goo Goo Dolls references I think that anyone's yes. ever had. It on is. Show ever. <laughs> They're gonna owe us money at the end of As this. As I'm crank up the turntable. <laughs> I realize that's the other thing is all my cultural references are really just like you know this joke copyright two thousand eight you know like all of my I have well, nothing you know, Paris Hilton huh what about her <laughs> occasionally I just try to drop in about well that that Skrillex is really something isn't he <laughs> like upstairs I was just like I was so like uh, I was talking to Lisa Wood and I was like so desperate. She was talking about, like, Instagram or something. I'm like, there's a thing called Snapchat. It, it, it exists. <laughs> I'm relevant! So it's, no. 
You're, you're hip. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, we do have, I think, uh, perhaps Something a little special. bit of a... A little bit of a news update. We might need some news. That I believe may need to happen. Mr. Uh, Vanilla Gorilla behind us, would you mind... Uh, would you mind hitting a little bit of sound Any here for this? Second. Can you go to the bathroom again? I don't know what to say. That's that's not used anymore where I work. <laughs> well, let's talk first about this uh, giant snowball at Reed College. Has anybody heard about have you hear about this? Oh yeah. The 800-pound snowball that put a dent in Reed College dorm number seven. Math majors have involved. A giant runaway snowball crashed into a Reed dorm Saturday evening, ripping a wall off its studs, narrowly missing a window. Nobody was injured, college officials say. The ball was 40 inches in diameter, weighed 800 to 900 pounds. It was a big snowball, they said. (laughs) A couple of students decided to make a large snowball. They rolled it back and forth. And apparently it grew increasingly ponderous. A crowd gathered and chanted, roll it, roll it, roll it. (laughs) Two students, both math majors, then rolled the gargantuan blob down the path that leads to Quad Southeast 28th Street. Unfortunately, they miscalculated its trajectory. The snowball gathered momentum, veered off course, and smacked into Unit 3 of Reed College, cracking a giant hole in a bedroom window. It actually took two pages to tell the story of it rolling did. the ball back and forth it in did. the snow, which apparently increased its circumference. And, and I did leave out a few choice words. Maintenance manager Steve Yeadon, it was a big snowball. <laughs> apparently the crowd gathered in the quad and was chanting, roll the snowball. As they would. How? I, I don't understand. There's All more right. in the back. Keep reading. Although I will say that this, this does highlight the one thing. First of all, can I just say what a profoundly and fantastically surreal experience it is to have the four of us sitting at a table behind microphones and to see a stack of news in front of Tim Riley, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. This, by the way, is the first time in five years I have read off pieces of paper. <laughs> It just does not exist anymore. Your mom can tell you about that. They were dead trees that we pressed into thin sheets. And then I would read them over a Victrola to people while they sat at home waiting for the ice wagon to come by. It was five years ago. We stood in front of this big, bulky white machine that said X-Rocks on it and pushed the start button. <laughs> this, But I should say this does underscore one of the... This is because I... Uh, somebody... Uh, I've learned this thing that if, if you're not on Facebook, you sort of miss about 98% of what happens are, in are the you world. you on Facebook? I am not. Well, the last Facebook and in, uh, Twitter post I made was on January 22nd, 2012, where I said, thanks for listening. Bye. Got to go. And that was it. Um, yeah. And so I miss a lot of things. But 
Fortunately, there are people around me who are on Facebook and they filter to me exactly the kind of news story I like, which is things crashing into other things and harming them, things hurting people or things causing other people to bleed. So those are the stories that, in fact, hold on, let me just... Oh, God. <laughs> You've been no, collecting no. them. And I will say that... Is this Snapchat you're bringing up here? No, it's, <laughs> it's... No, no, no. It's called GeoCities. And <laughs> I... Yeah, see, there you go. You're with me now. And it's available on CompuServe. Make, make me get all family guy on you and just list shit for you. Hey, uh, Angel Fire, Tripod, Buggy Whips. I seriously, some of the only news stories over the last year or whatever that I've even flagged were... Here's, uh, there's like three of them that I deemed worthy. One was Pope's White Doves of Peace attacked by crows after being released... <laughs> Like, that's, I was, like, actually motivated, like, must share story with everyone. I had, you all, here's another one you all remember. Portland police use sandwich to lure mentally ill naked man off parking garage. And then, and then this really, for me, was the highlight. First cases of flesh-eating drug emerge in the United States. You guys talked about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Crocodile? Real. All flesh-eating disease yeah, all the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Riley? <laughs> Got a Florida watch for you. <gasps> yes! Can we do that one more time, please? Okay. The headline is, A blind man is acquitted in a fatal shooting and gets his gun back. <laughs> a legally blind man who was acquitted in the shooting death of another man fought in court to get his gun back. John Rogers said he had the right to have both his guns, both his guns, returned to him. The judge said he didn't want to return to the guns to Rogers, but he said it was a law. Rogers' guns were confiscated. Apparently, uh, let's see, the shooting happened at Rogers' home in March of 2012. He spent time in jail. He became blind after a construction accident and said he needs his guns for protection. It's my constitutional right. I wasn't carrying these firearms around. I was in my house at a private road. Former Marine left the uh, courthouse hoping to end the controversy. I get the feeling that when you're born in Florida, they just, like, well, first of all, like, they just put that little low jack on you when you're a baby so that you can't be stolen. And then they just <laughs> issue you, like, whiskey and guns as you're leaving the nursery or whatever and just send you on your Florida way. I think it's a law. That is Florida. I have a second Florida one here for you. Uh, Florida. You from Florida? Florida. A would-be robber turns out to be a store employee and later shows up for work. Clearwater police detectives didn't have to look far to find the man who tried to rob the radio shack on U.S. 16. It's because the suspect, 20-year-old Andrew Pusuris, works there. Police say he showed up for a shift a little more than an hour after the robbery attempt. Uh, he matched the description of the robber being 6 feet tall and 280 pounds. In other news, so wait, so this is a radio shack, is a radio shack and this is in Florida. Yeah. Radio shack is... I feel... I don't know if I, I don't know. I think I probably speak for the majority of geeks about this. That occasionally I feel like I just have to go spend money at a Radio Shack because it seems like the kind of business that ought to be thriving yeah. in 2014, and yet it's not. It's just like you just walk in and it's just you just feel sad because everyone is just sort of listless, like goldfish in a muddy tank, just sort of slowly like circling. 
and just you know like big like big schools of wire that no one is buying and sort of you know like capacitors for nothing that will never be purchased so i have it's it it hurts me when bad things happen to radio shack and that is our florida watch for now i ran across the weirdest thing you hear about this Military has invented a pizza in the last three years. They call it the Holy Grail, ready to eat. For soldiers, a pizza that can stay on the shelf for up to three years. Soldiers have been asking for pizza for many years now, and now they're going to test it in Afghanistan. Now, here's the thing. No, this is not what I... Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I have, I have notes on this. Oh. oh, my God, I'm having so many flashbacks right now. It's crazy. No, no, it's... <laughs> I have the following... I have the following... Uh, following thought notes. in 17 subpoints <laughs> on this. No, I because when you ask, you know, what is it? What is it? How does Rick Emerson spend his days? Uh, I think that really, what I need is just some sort of a company that is just an idea mill where I can just give people ideas and then just send them out the door, and then a check arrives magically for me later after they've done the thing. So I don't actually have to execute it. For example, here's just a small example of this. I was thinking the other day, there ought to be a Miley Cyrus-themed drag show called Men at Twerk. God. Men at Twerk, that's a double pun. (laughs) Fuck you, you didn't think of it. (laughs) All right, now hold on. Okay, so, okay, if you don't like Men at Twerk, this is, okay, I'm in Portland. There ought to be an all-female Smiths tribute band called Morishi. Come on! That's that's pretty solid. That, that one good. works. <laughs> Jewish distillery that makes Hava tequila. <laughs> Jewish coffee shop that makes Java tequila. Never mind. It's the. Uh, but no. But here's the best idea I've come up with. That the, the last two years has been worth it just for this. I think there ought to be an actual, literal, not a figurative, a literal series of tubes that delivers food to your home. And so here's the thing. And you brought this up to me before. Sounds like an yes. Amazon thing. It's, it's just, you'd have a company that lays the tube between their way station downtown and your house and between their way station and a series of restaurants. You order a hamburger, restaurant puts the hamburger in the tube to the hub, then to your house. Right there. And it's like they just charge you like a little 10% gratuity to cover the... If a guy came to your house and he's like, look, I'm going to have a tube that will bring meatballs to your house. Yes or no? You'd be like, yes! I want that now. So this, the pizza, the whatever, I just want it in a... T- because the bank has been using that technology for like 30 years. I just want a tube that will bring everything right to my front door so I need never put on pants again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the long-awaited penis watch. Excellent. Yeah! Okay, this comes to us from uh, the UK, so it's a UK penis watch, but everybody can listen. A man who thought he was getting a tattoo of a Chinese symbol on his back was in fact being inked with a 40 centimeter long giant penis. (laughs) 23 year old Christopher Lord was sentenced to Ipswich District Court pleading guilty to assault and occasional bodily harm while armed and in company, whatever that means. He gets uh, 12 months imprisonment. So let's get to the heart of the matter here. Uh, Lord was charged with assisting his friend Matthew to tattoo the long penis on another man's back after the group spent an afternoon drinking. 
At the time, Brady pleaded guilty to assault and occasional bodily harm. When the three men were drinking, Brady and Lord convinced the victim to let Brady tattoo him, agreeing to have a yin-yang signal of a dragon and tiger tattooed on his back. Brady and Lord took him into the bathroom to do the tattoo. After complaining the tattoo hurt, the victim asked Brady to stop, and he continued, insisting the tattoo looked great and assuring him that Brady was starting to draw the dragon after finishing the yin-yang symbol. After fleeing the property, the victim showed the tattoo to friends who told him it was a drawing of a giant penis. I wonder who the first friend to break the news was. Like, if you went to two or three friends, that would be and he's like, no, 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 it means power. In, uh, and they're like, oh, no, it, it, looks, it looks really good. I have to go right now. And also, I mean, he's a man, so presumably he knows the general, I mean, the vague sort of shape of a penis as opposed to, you know, a tiny Chinese character. Like, when it was just two lines with a curve that was 40 centimeters long, like, wasn't that a giveaway that it really was? It doesn't really mean strength. One would think. I mean, the... And for, yeah, never ask to see the tattoo when it's being done. Always just blindly trust that they're not... And what is... Like, you put... And, like this, you put this in any man's hand, and immediately his first thought is, Giant cock. Where can I draw? <laughs> this, okay, here's a true story that happened, like, 30 minutes ago. So when I was, like, talking about the Snapchat upstairs... So, uh, the, the young lad whose, whose mother was a big fan of mine back in Aught Five... Lisa Wood is like, what's Snapchat? And I'm like, well, you send a self-destructing photograph. And she's like, and Lisa and I are both old because she's like, why would you want to send a self-destructing photograph? What could you possibly be sending? And so the, the guy immediately says, here, I'll show you. I swear to God, he takes a picture of Lisa's face and then draws a giant penis on her face. And he says, you know, like this, like if I was going to send this to everybody. Like, like, so. And it went go. to everybody. Yes. In the world. Well, we should probably close out the penis watch, then. That's the end of our penis watch. Let's move on to the monkey watch. I almost forgot about this one. This is my favorite. Tim also handcrafted this watch. I forgot my favorite. Really? I remember, yes. This is especially for Sarah Dillon because it's the first one she asked for. Monkey watch is my favorite. This is monkey watch. (laughs) Let's see here. Officials at the Bristol Zoo, another story from the UK for some reason, have pulled bananas and other fruits from the Simeon's Fair. Giving fruit to animals is equivalent to giving them cake or chocolates in one. Citing research that shows bananas made for humans are packed with sugar and calories, causing monkeys to be hyper and aggressive. Wait, how are bananas made for humans different than other bananas? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, and so they... But what? where is the zoo? The zoo is in the UK. Here's a picture of the monkey. So they've just... The monkey looks really unhappy, by the way. I know you can't really see this, but the monkey really does have this expression of like, they what? They took my bananas. <laughs> Why would you... I mean, it's like... Like, look, we're going to come and we're going we're gonna to capture you. We're probably going to exterminate the rest of your family. You're going to be put in a tiny box where people are going to come and they're going to poke things through the, uh, the bars at you for the rest of your life. Every time you try to have sex, there's going to be a team of guys in a lab coat staring at you. We're going to trank you every now and again. Oh, and then we're going to take away your bananas. Like, it's just punitive. It's just cruel. Well, let's go to the south now for the second part of the monkey watch. This is uh, from Kentucky, home of very famous monkey stories. A state senator said he has filed a bill on behalf of a family who wants to use a service monkey to assist a girl who is paralyzed. 
The bill was filed this week and allows primates to be used in Kentucky as service monkeys for paralyzed people. Obviously, there's a lot of jokes, but this is the joke, said the tearful senator. He said in an interview Friday that he filed the bill on behalf of a Kentucky family. He wants to use a service monkey to assist a girl paralyzed from an automobile accident. The family is looking for solutions, and the monkey is the solution. <laughs> the monkey is always that's the my, solution. That's my favorite Absolutely. Ever. Whatever the problem is. Can you get, do you guys, I mean, do you, I, I'm, I'm out of the loop on these things. Can you get service monkeys in Oregon? I haven't seen them yet. You probably I seen would have read Meyer if anything. What are the qualifications for getting one, though? <laughs> I, I see, mean, like, a lot of service dogs. Not really, mon- I want to see a service monkey. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, no, I could absolutely, I mean, well, I'm too tired to go to the refrigerator. I need a service monkey. Rick Something along those lines. You know, I mean, what are the qualifications? Can laziness qualify for a service monkey? I feel like you should need. know this, Greg. Yeah. I feel like, like of I all people, should. you should know how to get a service monkey. I feel like Rick clearly should qualify for a service monkey. You deserve it. I really you deserve, deserve a service monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll take one. But That's everyone I, saying they feel bad for you. Is I what seem it's infirm in some way? Is that I... Let's write that down. I mean, if, if there are monkeys to be had, I'll have them. I just... Uh... If there's a service monkey to be had, please raise your hand. <laughs> uh, okay. I didn't realize how much time has gone. We have to do this again sometime because I feel like yeah. we could talk until like 6 o'clock in the morning. We could. This is exactly what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tim Riley, News God. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming. Also, well, Tim Riley is not only a news god on KPM 860. That's right. 860. 860. (laughs) Whoever thought that that was catchy, no, we're going to take a random series of letters, and that's going to be the brand that people will have to remember. No, no, no. It's KQLZ. Everybody will remember that. It's going to be really easy. (laughs) Well, Tim is also the owner and a fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. Oh, that's right. Of that, Office Break Gifts. where I put my advertising dollars. Thank you so much. And we've got one of Tim's amazing gift packs right here. This is the Keep Portland Weird Pack. And as we talked about, when you guys came in, everybody got a raffle ticket. And I think Mr. Tim Riley should do the honors of oh, seeing who wins this. It's gone really well should so be far. blindfolded? Because uh, no one's... Answered every time we've done it. Oh, there's, but, a, there's a can full of numbers in here. Is that there are, what sure yes. is. Okay. There sure is. What does this basket contain? That basket contains many wonderful things, including a Key Portland Weird pint glass, hard to find. Key Portland Weird bumper sticker. You've seen them around, but didn't know where to get them. Plus, numerous goodies. See, Junior Mints are one. But you have to open it up and find out what the rest of them are, so it's a big surprise. What is the winning number? The winning number is 785159. Do we have the winner? 159. 159. Go ahead and come up here to the stage and we'll get you your. I think her. Yes. Congratulations. No, that's a man. That's not a lady. Oh, it's totally a man. Sorry about that. I'm sorry. What is your name, please? Larry. Congratulations, Larry. Like, everything sounds like the McCarthy hearings when you talk. (laughs) What is your name, winner? Have a pleasant evening with your gift basket, sir. Who, will, who else was at the meeting with you, Larry? <laughs> and please drive carefully. Thank you for entering the contest. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rick Emerson and Mr. Tim Riley. 
Thank you guys so much for coming here. Thank you here. guys for inviting me. I mean, this is like a surreal experience. This it really, really is. is. I, and I, I, I just and I uh, and then and then this is the last thing I'll say. Uh, the uh, first of all, I've said this before, but it, it bears saying again that for you know, people would occasionally. Very, very uninformed people would say that Tim Riley, he's one of your sidekicks. And I would say, no, 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 no. We are all Tim Riley's sidekick. And, you know, never does a day go by when people ask me questions about this show. It's like, do you remember show number 45 from 2007, Friday, that joke you guys did at 1.48 p.m.? I'm thinking... Of course I don't. It's like you're living in your own personal Star Trek convention. But every day and stuff like that. That's a secret we don't remember. But, but it's amazing. Besides Fun Employment Radio, which people listen to every day, they prefer to listen to shows that we all did many, many years ago because it's just not found anyplace else mm-hmm. on terrestrial radio anymore. And so the closest you get is Fun Employment Radio these days. And so really, I mean, Greg Nibbler and Sarah X. Dillon, ladies and gentlemen, the core, the nucleus, the nerve center yes. of a fantastic broadcasting entity straddling the globe like Colossus. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you so Thank you. much. Thank you for Thank money. you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Everson, Tim Riley. Listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Fun Employment Radio, and that's a uh, the full dot com scenario. Uh, and you're listening to well, not at the moment. Uh, I'm Reese Darby. Uh, should have said that at the beginning. But after me, uh, you'll be listening to Nibbler and Dylan. Always a good laugh there. Uh, so enjoy them, and I'll see you next time. <laughs> that is a great way to end a week right That there. really is. Oh, my gosh. That was so much fun. As you guys are fantastic, and thank you so much to everyone who came out to the network party. It was, As you can hear, there were a lot of people there. There were a lot of people there. If you <laughs> it was amazing. It, that's why we want to play this stuff for you so that you guys can, uh, you guys can hear it all and then realize that uh, next time, make the trip out. Yes. Make the trip out. But we appreciate you making the trip to your computers every day to listen to us <laughs> here on Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> Making the trip to your computers. Yeah, I know. See, that, that one didn't quite work. There's something there, but I think i got to workshop that a little bit. All right. Yeah. Well, also, if you're out and about in Portland, Oregon this weekend, be sure to stop by Asylum. They're an awesome sponsor of ours, and they are going to be, of course, they're always at 37th and Southeast Hawthorne. Indeed. And, and they're they going to be open all weekend, and they have so much cool shit there. They had an awesome thing that they were giving away, too, at the uh, party. They had a great gift, gift basket that, of their own. And uh, Asylum really is Fantastic. Go there. 37th and Hawthorne. Go check out Asylum. Yes. Indeed. All right. Uh, send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. Yes. And. Oh, yeah. The Oscars are this weekend. I'm going to my first Oscar party this weekend. I'm very excited. An Oscar party. An yeah. Oscar party. Wow. Do you mm-hmm. have any predictions, Sarah? I don't because I don't think I've seen a single movie that has been nominated. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a movie in quite a long time. Last, I think the last one I saw was Thor just because Keelan got me a ticket for, <laughs> for Geek in the City screener. Yeah. Um, but you guys... As we said, so amazing. And uh, don't forget, coming up tomorrow on the Fun Employment Radio Network will be... Chronicles of the Nerds. Followed by... 
Rip City Bad Boys. Yes. Yes, <laughs> So uh, make sure you tune in for both of them. And uh, we're going to do, a, if you're a live listener right now, we're going to do a replay of one of Aaron Duran's shows, Drive Time at the Drive-In. Awesome. So tune in for that. All right, you guys are fantastic. Thank you so much. And we will be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio.com. Bye, guys. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.